Before the episode begins, I just wanted to remind all of you that I do rely on contributions from my listeners via my Patreon page. If you're interested in becoming a supporter of the podcast, please go to patreon.com slash countermelody, where you can make a monthly or a yearly contribution to help support the podcast. Over the weekend, I prepared a bonus Leontine Price episode, which because of technical snafus on Patreon I have not yet been able to post, but it's waiting in the wings. And of course, in addition to the extra episodes on Patreon, of course, I'm also posting two episodes a week for all of Black History Month, because I think we all agree that it's very important to acknowledge the significance and contribution and importance of these Black artists. And not just during Black History Month, either. Welcome to Counter Melody, the podcast on great singers and great singing. As always, I am your host, Daniel Gundlach. No preaching here, no lecturing, well, maybe just a tiny bit of each, but the primary spotlight will always be on the singers that enrich and enhance our lives, no matter what is going on in the world around us. Thanks for joining me. This week's episode. Hi everyone. I have been so gratified to receive so many wonderful messages from people who have really been enjoying the Black History Month episodes. Today I have a figure of real significance who is not nearly as well remembered in our times as he should be. He was once the biggest musical superstar in Great Britain in the 20s and 30s. The person I'm going to feature for you today was a man named Leslie A. Hutchinson, universally known as Hutch. Because of his close association with Cole Porter, we're going to hear him in numerous songs by that composer-lyricist. Let's start with Anything Goes. And yes, that is Hutch accompanying himself on the piano. Times have changed, and we've often rewound the clock Since the Puritans got a shock When they landed on Plymouth Rock If today any shock they would try to stem Instead of landing on Plymouth Rock Plymouth Rock would land on them in olden days, a glimpse of stocking was looked on as something shocking. Now heaven knows anything goes. Good authors, too, who once knew better words, now only use for letter words, writing prose. Anything goes. The world has gone mad today, and good's bad today, and black's white today, and day's night today, when most guys today, that women prize today, are just silly zigalows. So though I'm not a great romancer, I know that you're bound to answer when I propose anything goes. 
bees chase honey, and we are all chasing money. And when it shows, anything goes. The Duke who owns a moated castle takes lodgers and makes a parcel because he knows anything goes. It's grabbed and smashed today. We want cash today. Get rich quick today. That's the trick today. And the great today. Don't hesitate today, but keep right on the toes. And lend their names, be paid to do it To anyone so pursue it Or baby clothes, anything goes Leslie Hutchinson was born in Grenada on the 7th of March, 1900 to a black father and a white mother. He was his mother's pride and joy and began studying piano at the age of eight. When he was 16, his parents sent him to the United States to study medicine. But he was much more drawn to music and eventually found his way to Harlem, where he began associating with all of the important musical figures of that period. Originally, he worked exclusively as a pianist, and in 1923, he made his very first recording that was playing piano for the shadowy figure Ruth Coleman, about whom very little is known. But here is the recording that they made of a song called Original Charlestown Strut by Thomas Morris. to performing at private events for rich white people, Hutch also began touring the United States and was terrified when down in Florida, I believe it was, he observed a rally of the KKK. He was so horrified by this that he fled the United States and relocated to Paris, where he quickly became established at the most important the toniest Parisian night spots. Through his association with the self-dubbed saloon keeper, the legendary Bricktop, he quickly became a protege and, indeed, a lover of Cole Porter's. Porter wrote a number of his most famous songs for his strikingly handsome young lover, whom Bricktop herself dubbed Hutch. 
the name by which thereafter he was universally known. As I've said, we'll be hearing a number of those songs later on. Hutch remained in Paris for a number of years until he was encouraged by Lord Mountbatten and his wife Edwina to relocate to London. He made additional recordings upon his arrival there, including a handful with the great Helen Morgan. I believe in this recording that we're going to hear of Me and My Shadow, this is the first recording on which we hear just a hint of his singing, for he hums along as if he were impersonating Helen Morgan's shadow. Hutch's first professional engagement in London was in the Rogers and Hart Review, One Damn Thing After Another. Encouraged by one of his co-stars, the music hall star Jesse Matthews, he began to sing, accompanying himself at the piano. It was this combination that proved to be his ticket to 
superstardom. He soon became the most highly paid musical star in London, while at the same time becoming quite notorious for his carryings on with both women and men. His exploits were often either extremely famous themselves or closely related to the royal family or both. I think now would be an appropriate time to sample the song that Cole Porter wrote for Hutch entitled I'm a Gigolo, which contains the line, I should like you all to know I'm a famous gigolo and of lavender my nature's got just a dash in it. This was one of Hutch's first recordings singing and playing for himself. It's from 1929. I should like you all to know I'm a famous gigolo and of lavender my nature's got just a dash in it as i'm slightly undersexed you will always find me next to some dowager who's wealthy rather than passionate go to one of those nightclub places and you'll find me stretching my braces pushing ladies with lifted faces round the floor still i must confess to you there are moments when i'm and I ask myself, whatever I'd do it for. I'm a flower blooms in the winter, sinking deeper and deeper in snow. I'm a baby who has no mother but jazz. I'm a gigolo. Every morning, labor is over. To my sweet-scented lodgings I go Take the glass from the shelf And look at myself I'm a gigolo I get stocks and bonds From faded blondes Every 25th of December Still I'm just a pet That men forget And only tailors but when I see the way all the ladies treat the husbands who put up the dough, you cannot think me odd if then I thank God I'm a gigolo. While Hutch was quite open about his affairs with both men and women, his great secret was that he was married and his wife was named Ella Bird, who was of African, English, and Chinese ancestry. They had a daughter in 1926. Both his wife and daughter accompanied Hutch when he moved to the United Kingdom. But Ella never appeared in public with him. In fact, those who visited Hutch in his home assumed that she was his housekeeper, and he never disabused anyone of that notion. And this is where we must admit that Hutch was kind of a jerk in a lot of ways, certainly in his treatment of women, and in fact also in his intolerance toward blacks and other minorities that were emigrating to England. While one doesn't want to make excuses for the unsavory aspects 
of Hutch's personality, one must acknowledge that Britain in those years was deeply racist, and Hutch experienced such indignities as being made to use the servant's entrance when he was going to entertain in the homes of wealthy white patrons. Hutch's ambition to reach the upper echelons of British society was very, very strong. He had a notorious affair with Edwina Mountbatten and fathered seven other children out of wedlock with six different women over the course of nearly 40 years. He was a philanderer and a fabricator of his own history, but he was also the supreme exemplar of the self-accompanied cabaret singer. And as always with my podcast, I choose to focus primarily on the musical contribution of these artists rather than their personal legend or infamy. We're going to sample a few of his recordings, and he made more than 600 of them altogether. Alongside I'm a Gigolo, one of Hutch's earliest recordings is of George and Ira Gershwin's He Loves and She Loves from their musical Funny Face. Now that I have found you I must hang around you Though you may refuse me You will never lose me If for human races Full of happy paces It's because they all love That wondrous thing They call love Loves and she loves and they love. So I can't you love and I love too. Birds love and bees love and whispering trees love and that's what we both. I always knew someday you'd come along. We'll make a twosome that just can't go wrong. Hear me, he loves and she loves and they love. So why can't you love? And I love I always knew someday you'd come along. We'd make a twosome that just can't go wrong. Hear me. I 
I'm sure you can hear that there's something of great refinement to this artist. He's very cavalier in his delivery, and yet he has an incredible sense of rubato and an almost rhapsodic approach to both the keyboard and to his singing. In addition, he delivers text bound into a beautiful legato line, where the words nonetheless always have supremacy, but where musical values are never compromised. His style finds a perfect vehicle in the song Thou Swell by Rogers and Hart. This is from the show A Connecticut Yankee in King Arthur's Court. Babe, we are well met, as in a spellment, I lift my helmet, and if you're just standing, or just this man. You're such a fistful, my eyes are missful, are you too wistful, too care, do say, you care to say, come near land. Thine arms are martial, thou hast grace. My cheek is partial to thy face. And if thy lips grow weary, mine are their resting place. Thou swell, thou witty, thou sweet, thou grand. Wouldst kiss me pretty, wouldst hold my hand. Both thine eyes are cute to what they do to me. Hear me holler, I choose a sweet lollapalooza in thee. I feel so rich in a hut for two, two rooms and kitchen, I'm sure would do. Give me just a plot of, not a lot of land. And thou swell, thou witty, thou grand. so often Hutch would work his interpretive and musical magic on a song by an African-American composer or lyricist. And here is Ain't Misbehavin' by Fats Waller and Andy Razzoff. Ain't misbehavin', I'm saving my love for you. Inside his cage, I know who I love best. 
Thumbs down for all the rest My love was given heart and soul So it can stand the test No one to talk All that I sell No one to walk with But I'm happy on the shelf Hey, misbehaving I'm saving my love for you I know for certain the one I love. I'm through with flirting. It's you that I'm thinking of. Same is behaving. I'm saving my love for you. I jack corner in a corner. I go nowhere. But what do I care? Your kisses. Definitely an interpretive insouciance to Hutch's performances. But what I like best about him is something that he was actually sometimes criticized for, and that is the sincerity with which he invests the lyrics and the music. It was sometimes instead called sentimentality by those who didn't care for this trait. But I find it very, very moving. And I'm not the only one. Here's his performance of Irving Berlin's beautiful song, How Deep is the Ocean. How can I tell you what is in my heart? How can I measure each and every part? How can I tell you how much I love you? Can I measure how much I would do? How much do I love you? I'll tell you no lie. How deep is the ocean? How high is the sky? How many times? 
times a day do I think of you? How many roses are sprinkled with you? How far would I travel to be where you are? How far is the journey from here to a star? And if I ever lost you, all that I would cry. How deep is the ocean? I'd like to also give you a few further samples of Hutch's way with the music of Cole Porter. This next is a comic song called Two Little Babes in the Woods, to which Hutch gives a very knowing interpretation. There's a tale of two little orphans who were left in their uncle's care to be reared and ruled and properly schooled. So they grew to be ladies fair, but all oh, the luckless pair. For the uncle, he was a cruel trustee, and he wanted to rob them of gold. So he took them thence to a forest dense and left them to die of cold. That's at least what we are told. There were two little babes in a wood. Two little babes are so good Two little hearts Two little heads Longed to be home In their two little beds My two little birds built a nest And the two little babes went to rest And the breezes that sigh Sang a last lullaby to the two little babes in the woods. They were lying there in the freezing air when fortunately there appeared a rich old man in a big sedan and a very, very fancy beard. When he saw the girls, he cheered. Then he drove them down to London town and covered them with useful things, such as bonds and stocks and Paris fox and oriental pearls and strings and a showcase full of rings. 
Now the two little babes in the woods How the talk of the whole neighborhood For they have too many cars Too many clothes Too many parties And too many bows They have found That the fountain of youth Is a mixture of gin and vermouth And the whole town's agreed That the last thing in speed Were the two little babes in the woods This next song could very well have been inspired by Hutch himself. It's just one of those things, and the lyric reflects a devil-may-care approach to these affairs of the heart. It was just one of those things Just one of those crazy flings One of those bells that no one then rings just one of those things It was just one of those nights Just one of those fabulous flights A trip to the moon on gossamer wings Just one of those things If we'd thought a bit of the end of it when we started painting the town We'd have been aware That our love affair was too hot Not to cool down So goodbye, dear, and amen Yes, hoping we meet now and then It was great fun, but it was just one Just when you think that this guy is a philanderer who doesn't have much of a heart, he turns out a performance like this next one, easy to love. I know too well that I'm just wasting precious time in thinking such a thing could be that you 
could ever care for me. I'm sure you'd hate to hear that I adore you, dear, but grant me just the same. I'm not entirely to blame for you. So easy to love, so easy to idolize, all others above, so worth the yearning for, so swell to keep the home fires burning for, we be so grand at the game. So carefree together that it does seem a shame. But you can see the future with me, cause you'd be oh so easy to from this period are self-accompanied, but every so often there would also be an accompanying small orchestra, usually punctuated by his solo flights on the keyboard. Such is his recording of Begin the Begin, which was originally heard in the film Broadway Melody of 1940. When they begin the begin It brings back a sound music so tender It brings back a night of tropical splendor It brings back a memory evergreen I'm with you once more under the stars And down by the shore an orchestra's play and even the palms seem to be swaying when they begin the begin. To live it again is past all endeavor, 
makes up the tune that touches my heart and a heavy eye swearing to love forever and promising never, never to part. What moments divine, what rapture serene. Clouds came along to disperse the joys that we've tasted And now when I hear people curse the charms that we've wasted I know but too well what they mean So don't let them begin, the begin Let the love that was once a fire Like the dead desire I only remember When they begin They begin Oh yes, let them begin They begin Make them play Till the stars that were there before Return above Will you whisper to me once more Darling, I love you Then we suddenly know what heaven we're in when we begin the beginning when they begin the beginning. Back when Downton Abbey was all the rage, I'd say about nine years ago, in season five, there was a character introduced named Jack Cole, who was a black entertainer who came out to Downton Abbey, and I think he was only in a couple episodes. But he was based on Hutch, and this prompted somewhat of a resurgence of interest in the man and his music. And of course, which I'm not really dwelling on here, the scandalous affairs in which he was involved. He's most associated today with the music of Cole Porter, but as I mentioned, the first professional engagement that he had in the UK was in a Rodgers and Hart review, and he did a number of extremely beautiful Rodgers and Hart recordings, of which I'm going to offer you two of the less well-known songs, both in fact written for Hollywood musicals. The first is from an obscure film called Nana, from 1934. The film starred the Ukrainian-born actress Anna Sten, who was brought over to the U.S. by Sam Goldwyn in an attempt to create a screen rival to Greta Garbo. Alas, this attempt failed, and Anna Sten's contract was dropped after just a few unsuccessful films. But this song was written for that film, and it's called That's Love. Kiss me and say goodbye, that's love. Laugh with a gay goodbye, that's love. Find my sleeping heart and wake it now. 
Take it now, it's yours. I've no weeping heart, don't spare it now. Shape it now, it's yours. If I'm your light of love, okay. Think what you might of love. When my lips have made you happy, leave my arms without a sigh. I'll never ask you why, but love goodbye. I say forever, there's never any love forever, but my dear. Why not place your head between my arms in tenderest embrace? Love's but a moment that's splendid, though it soon is ended. That's my way, my regret that we met and loved today. Prior, Rogers and Hart also wrote songs for the Al Jolson vehicle, Hallelujah, I'm a Bum. And from that film, here is the song, You Are Too Beautiful. You are too beautiful, my dear, to be true. And I am too drunk with beauty. Drunk with illusion that the one who caressed you really possessed you. are too beautiful for one man alone, for one lucky fool to be with. When there are other men with eyes of their own to see with, love does not stand sharing, not if one cares. Have you been comparing? My every kiss with theirs. If on the other hand I'm faithful to you, it's not from a sense of duty. 
You are too beautiful, and I am too drunk with beauty. Like all fools, I believed what I wanted to believe. My foolish heart conceived what foolish hearts conceive. I thought I'd found a miracle. I thought that you'd adore me, but it was not a miracle. It was merely a mirage before me. As I was preparing this episode, I went onto YouTube and watched a number of shorts from the 1930s of Hutch performing live in various clubs. And it was in watching those that I became completely drawn in by his allure and the magnetism of his personality. Not only was he extremely good-looking, but he had a charisma that was simply indisputable. And in two or three of those shorts that were made, apparently, at the same performance, there's a man seated just beyond Hutch. Everyone else in the crowded cabaret is moving around, animated, chatting, but this man stays fixated on Hutch. I don't know who the man is. I don't know if he was a lover of Hutch's or not, but he is completely under Hutch's spell, and I found myself in exactly that same place. It's really an extraordinary thing to see. I'll put some links up on the show notes page so that you can watch some of those yourselves if that's of interest. But as I said, the thing about Hutch that most appeals to me is the depth of his interpretations. I'm going to offer a number of things that really illustrate that. First is that gorgeous song called These Foolish Things, which was composed by Jack Strachey to lyrics by Eric Maschwitz. And we're going to encounter Eric Maschwitz's lyrics on two further occasions during the podcast. So keep your ears open. This is These Foolish Things, which I find to be just such an exquisite song. And this is such a poignant performance of it. Oh, will you never let me be 
Oh, will you never set me free? The ties that bound us are still around us. There's no escape that I can see. And yet those foolish things remain. They bring me happiness or a pain. A cigarette that bears a lipstick's traces. An airline ticket to romantic places. And still my heart has wings. These foolish things remind me of you. A tinkling piano in the next apartment. No stumbling words that told you what my heart meant. A fairground's painted springs. These foolish things remind me of you. Conquered me when you did that to me. I knew somehow that it had to be the winds of March that make my heart a dancer, the telephone that rings. But who's to answer for how the ghost of you clings? These foolish things. Remind me of you. First daffodils, long excited cables, then candlelights on little corner tables, and still my heart has wings. These foolish things remind me of you. Scent of roses, the waiters whistling as the last bar closes. The beauty that is spring. These foolish things remind me of you. How strange, how sweet to find you still. These things are dearer to me. They seem to bring you so near to me. The sigh of midnight trains in empty stations. Two lovers on the street dance invitations. Oh, how the ghost of you clings. These foolish things remind me Now, a song by Jerome Kern, with words by Oscar Hammerstein, Why Was I Born? I want to draw your attention here to the rhapsodic way that Hutch phrases. He often just drops beats, speeds on ahead, so that there's this sense of the music existing almost without bar lines and just unfolding based on the text. And I think this is quite a beautiful thing, especially when, in spite of that 
flexibility. There's also a very strong rhythmic underpinning to his playing and singing. Spending these lonesome evenings with nothing to do but to live in dreams that I make up all by myself. Dreaming that you're beside me, I picture the prettiest stories only to wake up all by myself. What is the good of me by myself? Why was I born? Why am I living? What do I get? What am I giving? Why do I want a thing I dare not hope for? What can I hope for? I wish I knew. Why do I try to draw you near me? Why do I cry? You never hear me. I'm a poor fool, but what can I do? Why was I born to love you? into a lot of detail about the affair with Edwina Mountbatten, but suffice it to say that because she was so close to the royal family, there were very, very negative repercussions to the very public affair that she and Hutch had, and that as a fallout to that affair, he found himself a persona non grata in various ways as the 30s drew to an end. But of course, also during that time, England was facing the threat of World War II, which of course had devastating consequences on London in particular. 
Hutch's activities during World War II should have made him a national hero. His morale boosting, his performing for people in bomb shelters, his assisting in many different aspects of the war effort were, in many ways, really his finest moment as a human being. I'm going to offer a number of recordings that were made during the war, which often directly reference the situation during those years. First is another song, to Lyrics, by Eric Maschwitz. This is, the music is by Manning Sherwin, and the song is that perennial favorite, a nightingale sang in Berkeley Square. This song became very closely associated with Hutch, and when placed in the context of the devastation of World War II in that city, it becomes almost unbearably poignant. When true lovers meet in Mayfair, so the legends tell, songbirds sing, winter turns to spring. Every winding street in Mayfair falls beneath the spell. I know such enchantment can be, cause it happened one evening to me. That certain night, the night we met, there was magic abroad in the earth. Ever rain dining at the Ritz and a nightingale sang in Barclay Square I may be right I may be wrong but I'm perfectly willing to swear that when you turned and smiled at me Nightingale sang in Barclay Square. The moon that lingered over London town, poor puzzled moon, he wore a frown. How could he know we two were so in love? The whole darned world seemed upside down. The streets of town were paved with stars. It was such a romantic affair. And as we kissed and said goodnight, a nightingale sang in Barclays. Dancing feet of a star, and like an echo far away, a nightingale sang in Barclays Square. I know, cause I was there that night in Barclays. 
Now, in contrast to that poignant nightingale song, we have an altogether different kind of bird, as heard in the song Flamingo, which first made its appearance in late 1941. I believe that Hutch's recording is from 1942 or 43, and it is pure escapism. Flamingo like a flame in the sky flying over the island whom I love and ever Flamingo in your tropical hue speak of passion and dying and a love that is true the wind sings a song to you as you go, a song that I hear below the murmuring palm. Flamingo, when the sun meets the sea, say farewell to my lover. And hasten to me here's a song that is a favorite of my dear David, and it's one that I find also unbearably moving. And of course, again, in this period of the hardships and devastation and destruction of World War II, this song by Arthur Schwartz and Howard Dietz, Dancing in the Dark, has again a deeper meaning. Dancing in the dark Till the tune ends we're dancing in the dark But it soon ends We're waltzing in the wonder Of why we're here Time hurries by We're here And gone Looking for the light Of a new Brighten up the night I have you, love And we can face the music Together 
the dark. What though love is old, what though song is old, we can always be young. Hear this heart of mine, make yours part of mine, dear one. Tell me that we. Jerome Kern and Ira Gershwin got together to compose music for the film Cover Girl, which starred Rita Hayworth and Gene Kelly. And from that movie comes the exquisite song Long Ago and Far Away. And here is Hutch's 1944 version of that beautiful song. Really days are over, lives of four-leaf clover, sessions of depression are through every hope I long for long ago comes true long ago and far away I dreamed a dream one day and now that dream is here beside me Long the skies were overcast But now the clouds have passed You're here at last Chills run up and down my spine Aladdin's lamp is mine The dream I dreamed was not denied me Just one look and then I knew That all I longed for long ago was you 
down my spine Aladdin's lamp is mine The dream I dreamed was not denied me Just one look and then I knew All I longed for long ago was you. Hutch very rarely dipped his toe into other musical styles, but he did record that eternal classic by the Mexican composer Consuelo Velázquez, Besame Mucho, and this is a 1944 recording with orchestra of that intoxicating and beguiling song. Kiss me again, kiss me my darling. Time I cling to your kiss, I hear music divine. Hold me, my darling, and say that you'll always be mine. This joy is something in my arms enfolding you in never knew this thrill before. Whoever thought I'd be holding you close to me, whispering it's you I adore. Dearest one, if you should leave me, each little dream would take wing and my life would be true. Forever and make all my dreams come true. Besame, besame mucho. Como si fuera esta noche la última vez. Como si fuera esta noche la última vez. Que tengo miedo de verte, verte, amor. Oh! 
me forever and make all my dreams come true. Besame mucho, es mi After the war, Hodge found himself rather adrift. He was very bitter that he had not received any kind of official recognition for his efforts during the war, and styles and tastes were changing, and he found himself in increasing financial difficulties. He never had any problem spending the enormous amounts of money that he made, and the horses became an increasing drain on his finances. But eventually, he did begin performing in a few of the Tonier clubs in the 1950s. And the actor James Mason was at one of those performances and said to Hutch that he was still the greatest of the cabaret entertainers and that he, James Mason, was going to underwrite Hutch's return to the recording studio. The initial songs that were made during that period were because of the patronage of James Mason. One of those recordings is of one of my favorite songs, the song from Moulin Rouge, Where's Your Heart, composed by Georges Auric, who was one of Les Six. The English words are by William Engvik, who was a close associate of Alec Wilder, the composer. Whenever we kiss, I worry and wonder Your lips may be near, but where is your heart? It's always like this, I worry and wonder You're close to me here but where is your heart? It's a sad thing to realize That you've a heart that never melts When we kiss, do you close your eyes Pretending that I'm someone else You must break the spell This cloud that I'm under so please won't you tell, darling, where is your heart? One can hear that Hutch's voice, as he's moving into his mid-fifties, has lost a little bit of its velvet and its suppleness, but he still has a wonderful way with words, and often he would return to the material that he had sung first more than 20 years before. Here's a restyled version of Cole Porter's It's All Right With Me. It's the wrong time and the wrong place Though your face is charming, it's the wrong face it's not her face, but such a charming face That it's all right with me It's the wrong song, in the wrong style Though your smile is lovely It's the wrong smile, it's not her smile But such a lovely smile That it's all right with me 
can't know how happy I am that we met. I'm strangely attracted to you. There's someone I'm trying so hard to forget. Don't you want to forget someone too? It's the wrong game with the wrong chips. Though your lips are tempting, they're the wrong lips. They're not her lips, but they're such tempting lips that if some night you're free, dear, it's all right. It's all right with me. In spite of Hutch's rhythmic acuity in both his playing and singing, I would never describe him as a particularly perky kind of performer. He was just too classy for that. But every so often in these 1950s recordings, you get a little bit more ebullience from him. And I have to say, I think it's quite charming. And that is the case in his recording from 1953 of this song, On the First Warm Day, by Bart Howard. Bart Howard is much better known for penning the song Fly Me to the Moon, which was originally called In Other Words. But here's On the First Warm Day, and it's quite a charming reading. On the first warm day, on the first warm day in May, I'm gonna come a-calling and bring you a big bouquet On the first warm night that the moon is shining bright We won't feel much like talking, so I'll kiss you and hold you tight Then we'll climb the hill and there beneath the cherry tree Where all is still, I'll say marry me, oh Marry, marry me the first warm day On the first warm day in May And we'll teach the birds and bees a thing or two big hits on the London musical stage was a piece called Zip Goes a Million that was composed by the team of George Posford, the composer, and Eric Maschwitz, the lyricist, who also wrote the book. This was a big hit in the West End in the early 50s, and they did a follow-up collaboration, a musical called Happy Holiday, which sadly was not a big success. Nevertheless, Hutch recorded a very engaging version, very up-tempo, very upbeat, of a song from that show called Surprisingly. This recording was made in December 1954. Surprisingly, I knew the smile that you wore. I know I did all, my heart was in danger. Till by surprise I met so perfect a stranger. Surprisingly, 
found I'd nothing to say Surprisingly You seem to like it that way I always dreamed of someone Who could love me like you Then surprisingly My dream came true Surprisingly My dream came true Hutch's wife died in 1956 and a few years later he had to sell his beloved home in which he had lived for nearly 40 years because of his gambling debts. The proceeds from the sale of the home paid off his debts, but left him with only a very small amount of cash to live on. And during this time, he found himself with fewer and fewer performing opportunities. In increasingly undistinguished venues and with vastly diminished audiences. He did make tours of India and Australia that were very successful, but as the 50s turned into the 60s, Hutch found himself in poor health and nearly destitute. He did go into the recording studio one last time to make a rather sad disc called The Magic That Is Hutch. Much of the rep on the record revisits his former successes, but in somewhat embarrassing arrangements. His voice is very tired. The record was released posthumously after Hutch's death from pneumonia on the 19th of August, 1969. I'm going to play you an excerpt from just one track from that final recording. This is of the song Joanna, which had just been a mega hit for the American-born British star Scott Walker on his first solo album, and Hutch gives it a valiant try, but the uncertainty in his voice makes me more than a little sad. Joanna, you make a man a child again so sweetly. You breathe your smile and dim your eyes completely. And on this heart there's still a trace I loved you, but nothing in this world could make you mine, yet still in time, I years there has been further recognition and acknowledgement of Hutch's importance and a resurgence of interest as well in his work. A number of his relatives are also performers 
one of his sons, a grandson, and a great-niece, who now lives in Paris and goes by the moniker Alani. I'm going to close the episode with a 1954 recording by a song by Mac Gordon and Harry Revel, Good Night, My Love. Thanks for joining me today. I hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of the musical contributions of Hutch. Leslie Arthur Julian Hutchinson. Good night, my love. The tired old moon is descending. Good night, my love. My moment with you now is ending. It was so heavenly holding you close to me. It would be heavenly to hold you again in a dream. The stars above have promised to meet us tomorrow. Till then, my love, how lonely the new day will seem. So for the present year, we'll have to part. Good night, my love. Sleep tight, my love. Remember that you're mine, sweet heart. My dear friends, keep the song in your hearts. I'm Daniel Gundlach. See you on Friday.